Holy crap, that was cool. <laughs> Happy 21st episode, everybody. Welcome in to, well, episode 21 of the Fused Relativity Podcast. This is a special one for us, as we talked about last week. Our podcast is old enough to drink. You're here. So, here, here. Yeah, cheers. And that was so, like a that was like a freaking movie. That was a nice whole. That was uh, that was cool on the a special show. We get a special new intro. Well, and I figured this stage would be uh, better suiting. Dude, that was. I mean, I'm impressed. Honestly, like that was super cool. And I like the geese <laughs> watching because, well, you know. I mean, it's become a running joke at this point. Yes. Also, I was going to, you know, we were going to wait to talk about this, but it was cool enough to jump right in. And, John, you went a little phallic on the rocket. Just saying. Well, I mean, it fits with everything that's been going on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if you saw the, uh, there was a lot of memes on the internet about Bezos's, uh new shepherd, because... That thing's like straight out of Austin Powers. Bezos with the shaved head kind of looks like a dick too. <laughs> so that, and then he puts the the helmet on the cowboy hat. So that just looks kind of like Bezos wearing the cowboy hat to me looked like a dick, like his rocket looked. He was just he was going all symmetry. Yeah. Well, he, he had to uh, make sure that there was no virgin territory. <laughs> no longer virgin. Yeah. It's, I don't know. The heart of the Amazon. What I don't know what he's calling it. <laughs> um yeah, John, that was uh super impressive. I'm I know you said it took a while to do, but I feel like you got a lot accomplished because that was a almost I mean literally like a movie. It was it was fascinating. Now, like I said, I the perfectionist part of me, if I had sat and done that the way I, I really wanted I probably would still be working on it in a year. I mean, I even had to re-render. Well, that's too much. A, a good plan now is better than the perfect plan. Come on, right? The, well, a, a year that would be silly. Come on, this is this is good. Well, and Damn, that's, I like the view. Yeah, that's kind of why I was just like, nope, I'm done. I I only redid one part, and that's because it looked really bad, and that ended. That was part of the reason why it took almost all day is because I had to figure out a, a little issue with Blender. But, yeah. We're looking as, soon as, at the... as soon as you got over that issue with Grindr, you were able to work <laughs> with, with Blender. You figured out. You know, it was a, that was a busy day for you. Seriously, we're, we're, we're doing our podcast and looking at the Earth uh, actually in space, which is more than we can say for uh, Bezos and Branson. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, so somebody, quick, uh, Chris, wave, and we'll see if we can see you waving in the picture. <laughs> uh, oh. It's also funny you mentioned that, because you did you see the article from the, about the FAA? Yeah, they changed the, uh, they changed the title of astronaut to someone who has done, it said, I think it said it's someone who has performed tasks to... Further humanity, public safety, and something else. So no. to to be an astronaut, you literally have to do something in space that is worthwhile. Not just be a space tourist. Well, I mean, or, 
that that's a, probably the smart play on their part because with Bezos and um or New Origin no I'm getting the names mixed up Virgin Galactic Virgin Galactic and Blue Origin Blue Origin it's New Glenn jeez I haven't even started drinking yet um <laughs> with them both now entering you know the tourism market if you know anyone that went to space aboard their little hops being classified as astronauts it it wouldn't make much sense i already came up with a workaround because what i'm gonna do if i ever go up there is i'm gonna take a volcano you know (laughs) one of those ones where you put the vinegar and baking soda and then i i will have furthered humanity in space i will be an astronaut you will astronaut do that Well, uh, so it is our 21st episode. We are going to have some fun with this. Um, I I had some pushback, but I'm going to do it anyway. To anyone who may be watching this, the show tonight, uh, if we do see the word Tinkercat in our chat, we will all drink. And uh, hopefully it doesn't get carried away. Who knows? But... So anytime we see the word Tinkercat in our chat, it will be drink time. Oh, I just found out I'm allergic to Tinkercats, so I don't <laughs> think I can play. I still don't know what it is. But any, I will <laughs> abide by the drinking game rules. Yes. And uh, also, I wanted to go and do a, you know, a little intro and maybe get a little bit of uh, the 21st birthday, just because that's where we are. Uh, Get your little bit of a story. Maybe did you do anything fun? Do you remember anything? Um, Kirk, let's start with you. No AC, no pants. I'm assuming I already know actually your AC went out, so I'm guessing you don't have pants on. Exactly. I, last week I said I don't like, I'm against sweatpants, both of them. So uh, no pants to try to avoid sweating. That's happening anyway. But what are you going to mm-hmm. do? You can't, you can't see it. Right. Yeah, no harm, no foul. All right, so we're not gonna we're not gonna pat, like live stream anytime soon, but uh, yeah, just trying to get through it. I'll I'll work on it, but uh, hey, at least I'm not in Arizona. It could things always could be worse, you know. Indeed. Did you have uh, any anything from your 21st birthday? Any any good story from that? One day, and I was like the older friends so i didn't i think i knew one guy who was old enough to go to the bar with me and the only thing that happened was it was a monday and the bartender was bored and he he tricked me into like sniffing whiskey to get a free shot but other than that it it burned for a little bit but i don't know i was 21 i didn't know better whatever yeah so (laughs) john how about you uh other than making that super cool intro how uh how was your twenty first? Uh I think that was not the first time I drank. Maybe it was. I wasn't as uh rebellious young. Um no, I was working at seven eleven at the time and after work I was like, oh, I'm gonna go to Safeway and get some I can't even remember. I think it was Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> and that's what you started with that's uh that's a good beginner beer or something i guess 
And uh, I, I remember because um, I had, I think I got my driver's license renewed that day before I went to work. And then, um, but because they don't print you the new card right then and there, um, I only had the paper and my hole punched old card. And the dude that was the cashier was like, yeah. I, you're not supposed to do this, but I don't care. That was it. Oh, so there wasn't a picture or anything? It, it just well, no, I, I had my old card, but it had the hole punch through it. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, no longer legit. And then I had the, the paper um, receipt or whatever it was. Saying, saying this is your temporary ID. Yeah, temporary until the the permanent one right. comes you you weren't you were you didn't you weren't buying like a quart of uh whiskey and some tequila you're like eh, yeah it's a six pack of oh, yeah, okay, it, was, yeah. it was uh, <laughs> how how bad could he screw things up with that it's, he's okay well i remember uh my 21st birthday was uh it, it's funny because your guys were both are like yeah nah not much happened uh my 21st birthday, my truck blew up on my way home from uh, the Springs to Denver, and I bought a new truck that same day. Uh, oh, that's stopped, right. Yeah, I stopped at the liquor store uh, by my house, and uh, I don't even remember what I bought, but I bought, I got like a free shooter, you know, because they were like, oh, it's your birthday, let's get a free shooter, so... I picked like the most expensive shooter that I could see, which I think was like wild turkey rare breed or something like that. And then uh, it's so funny. I came home, took the shot, and then went to bed. Like I was exhausted buying a truck. Yeah. After my other one blew up, I was so tired. I was just like, eh, I've drank before. I'm not, I, I know what this is. Right. You had, a, you had a busy enough day. You had a lot going on. You didn't need to. Throw a lot of booze on top of that. Yes. So, yeah, that was my 21st. Not exactly. Uh... So we guarantee this episode is going to be just <laughs> as exciting as all of those stories. You combine the excitement of all those stories and you multiply it by four. And that's how good this episode's <laughs> going to be. Guys, we uh, first yeah. tinker cat. Guy From first you. Cat. From me. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Drink. Hey, I just so, had to get things started. On that topic, what's everyone drinking? Well, I got my old go-to. Um, Beer? Just good old Bud, Bud Light. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Bud Light. I got, uh, uh, from Odell Brewing, I got Colorado Lager. Just a nice light one. Nice. See? I'm assuming John's got Black Velvet. Cause yeah, I... Well, I I don't drink whiskey that much anymore, but I was like, oh, I'll pick up. Uh, well, I asked Danielle or to get me some, and I was like, just give me a small bottle. And yep, she just got me a big bottle of uh, black velvet again. Well, yeah, the difference is only like a dollar fifty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might as well get the big bottle. Yeah, it's oh. not like you're. It's it's not going to go to waste. You'll you'll. You know, you, you will well, drink it, so it'll yeah. get the value. I was kind of hoping for some Jack Daniels or something, but that's ah, all right. It all tastes the same after, you know. Yeah. A while. yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Oh yeah, well, what, once once you're drunk, yeah. All right, so yeah, what so what are we talking about today? We're gonna well, yeah, we we kind of touched on it a little bit, but we did want to talk a little bit about Bezos's um, little trek into penis rocket. Yeah, the penis rocket, right. and uh, <laughs> essentially, you know, he went up in the uh, went up to past the Carmen line, which technically was space on international standards and so he was he was bragging that he they were all astronauts and then the faa came in and said no you're not astronauts and uh then like a total douchebag he came down and thanked all the amazon workers and customers for sending him to space yeah yeah did i i as a former amazon worker that just seems very tone deaf and it just makes you hate him more because at a, on some level i'm like how, do you have a rough estimate how many billions this idiot has poured into the making a rocket into space like well and that's just it he's not he's not putting his own money towards it he, he's taking money from the company the, so the oh. mon, the where is he getting the money from if i'm not mistaken and i could be entirely wrong but isn't blue origin uh owned by amazon well, it was his company. He said so, he goes. He goes. Amazon customers and workers, thank you. You made this happen. So I'm assuming all of the money and all the profits. That's how he got into space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming there was investors from other sectors, but for the most part, he was using Amazon to fund his company. Right, and to yeah. me, okay. if he would have taken half of those billions and just spread it across his employees he could have increased the living conditions of because i think amazon is the third highest employer so instead of like you know just like you know fighting unions so it's, they can't unionize and they get better wages or like better conditions no i'm gonna put billions into space just so i can stroke my own ego and i can go yay space anybody is am i way off base there no no I, but I've done the numbers on stuff like this, and even if he were to say, oh, hey, I'm going to split up all my money between all the workers, um, it's not that much. I mean, it would – But it's just... better than nothing. No, it's I agree. what they're getting. I, I, always, I hate that argument of it's really not that – well, th well, if you're a billionaire, you have some despair, and any you have despair is better than none, so stop being stingy. It's uh, it's one of those things, like you said, is kind of tone deaf, like people who, you know, heard those comments after he came down were just like, hey, screw you, man. Like, I didn't work for you to send you to space. I worked for you because I needed a job. Right. And, and the people working in his, th they will never be able to afford to experience it themselves. So once it's like something he's taunting them, that's something something they'll never experience because it's out of their price range it's that's it seems just extra tone deaf and then the the dutch kid who was with them on the flight was like just so you know i've never bought anything on amazon which kind of made me laugh a little bit well it made me laugh too because it was an they had the oldest and the youngest it was like an 18 year old and like an 82 year old can you imagine the insurance on that thing oh geez those two together <laughs> horrible well and, and the, the weird smell too it smells like <laughs> old person but the young kids spilled candy. It was just annoying. Okay. The uh, <laughs> the eighty two year old came down too, and uh, 
they asked her, oh, what'd you think of your space flight? And her, her response was pretty much, meh. That's kind of my, I mean, it's, it's a couple minutes and you're staring out a small window and I don't know, I could see it. It's almost like in theory, it sounds better than in actual practice as much. And it's once again, I, I'll admit I'm, I did not grow up a, a fan of space. So maybe if this is your jam, I could see it, but I don't know. I could see a lot of normal people just kind of being meh. It's, it, it was 14 minutes in a rocket that was kind of cramped. Well, yeah, and that was the thing is she said it was cramped. Uh, even when they were weightless, there wasn't a whole lot of space to move around. So you were just kind of like, like people are trying to do flips and like kicking each other. And and she's like, I probably could have just rode the vomit comet and had the same experience. Yeah, go to like a bouncy castle thing. And it's the same with, you know, <laughs> hey, it's kind of weightless and you'll bump into people. Because... John, and I know you can I don't know if you know these like numbers off the top of your head, but one of her complaints too was that she thought she was going to see like the earth, you know, kind of how we see it in your little background here. But she's like, eh, I, I, we were really high, but. Yeah, uh, you don't start seeing the curvature of earth until you're, you're pretty far up there. Um, uh, I, I want to. The space station is what a hundred and some odd miles. Uh, I was just looking that up. Orbit height two hundred and fifty-four miles. So and they I, went what just above fifty miles? I think it was sixty. Sixty-two. 60. Yeah. So they were only a quarter of the way up to the ISS. So it's not. It's still not that far. Which it, kind of is. It's unfortunate for the space tourism industry because it kind of makes you think like, well, that's really not that cool. I mean, unless well, you're gonna take, unless you're gonna take me, you know, f give me a loop around the ISS, maybe I'll be happy. But you know, well, and put, put you're putting your toe in, and then putting your toe out isn't enough, is what you're saying? Right. Well, and that's we always end up running back to SpaceX, but that's where SpaceX is going to change it. Because those starships are designed to take, or they were designed to take 100 people up. And I think they can fit 20 comfortably with their Interest own. Interesting, interestingly enough, uh, they test fired the Super Heavy yeah. on, the, on the pad, which I, I saw and I was like, okay, test fire. I think now they're shooting for like an October launch or something like that. Well, and that's for the orbital launch. See, and that's that's what kills me about this whole, you know, pseudo billionaire space race. It's like the one billionaire that's actually going to be the first, you know, to get people into orbit or tourists into orbit. It's going to be uh, SpaceX. Uh, well, and, and if they go to Mars with a starship, that's technically those people are astronauts. Yeah. If, well, they, if you touch touch on another planet, is that a that's the definition? Well, then they're no. going to become Martians. Well, well they, it seems like they become a they go collect a rock or something, and any anything they bring back, since we have nothing, is hey, that's better than what we got. So hey, you're an astronaut. You're a, a, well, and a geologist. I guess at that point, if you're on Mars and 
no one else is. You could be whatever the hell you want. So, you know, well, you could be I, the grand grand czar of whatever. Who cares? But, and that's why I think that this current race, like Bezos and I keep forgetting his name. Branson. 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 Is it Branson? Yeah. Yes, it is yeah. Richard Branson. That's I was close. Um, they're both just doing publicity stunts. Like, Blue Origin isn't anywhere closer to getting in a rocket to actual orbit than Virgin Galactic is. They have plans for the new Glenn, or she Shepard. Shepard. <clears throat> that, you know, but the new Shepard hasn't been built yet. They're still just working with the new Glenn and doing the little suborbital hops. I mean, SpaceX is about to do that with Starship, but they're not even doing suborbital. They're going full orbital and potentially landing a Starship near Hawaii. Now, it, just, it, it almost seems like who's the better showman right now. I'm, I'm reading a book about Houdini, and it's weird because everybody thinks Houdini was the best magician ever. And what I'm reading is he actually wasn't that good. He was just a very good at hyping himself. Like he did a couple things well, but there were a lot better magicians, but that's the only one anybody remembers. And that it seems like that's what they're battling for. Who's going to remember my name in space as opposed to doing, I don't know, accomplishing something or, you know, uh, having actual tasks or scientific gains. Well, and it's all a competition right now. That's all they're viewing it as. And I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's definitely furthering our space faring endeavors. Uh, yeah, but, the knowledge uh, they bring back. They're bringing back. We're we're learning something. It's a game of my phallic rocket is bigger than your phallic rocket. Well, I did. I heard like when the the penis rocket it actually got into outer space, uh, it actually shrunk. It's <laughs> colder. It can confirm nor deny that. I, uh, See, no, neither. I don't know. <laughs> wow, that shouldn't have stumped you. Anyway, all right. Okay. By the way, I looking at it. Can is there a way in the uh, window? It it kind of reminds me of a diner. Can you ha have a guy making hash browns in space? <laughs> Launch a uh, a restaurant module. I, just, I think just a honestly, guy floating with bacon. bacon. Honestly, John, you could have killed it if you would have had a goose with a space helmet on. Like floating out there, that'd have been sweet. Hey, and, and like, yeah, not that it's not sweet. Just yeah, suggestions <laughs> for little improvements, little tweaks. The Earth does look pretty cool, though. It does. Um, <laughs> John's like, damn it, I, I did. How come I, I didn't know. think of these things? Well, I was gonna do a full goose motif and make it look like a mission control and all of that, and I just, yeah, I got stuck on making the stupid fire effect for the the rocket you just took time to hug your children god damn you john <laughs> can, I, can i just say that you let us down okay you you loved your children instead of doing that <laughs> well we uh we also were going to talk a little bit about i think uh extending what we were talking about last week kind of a two-part uh series so to speak on technology i had a lot of fun talking about the retro tech i mean granted we talked a lot about you know tvs because that's what i'm into but 
I thought maybe we could get a little more uh, retro perspective on some tech and, you know, maybe even going into like transportation or, you know, those kind of things. Can I just throw something out? Like, what do you remember? Like, what, like your first toy that had some kind of weird technology stuff? Because I remember something, it was like a speak and spell. Do you guys remember those? Yes. Cows. That was, that was sort of the, you you were actually punching (laughs) numbers, going to ask you questions, but you know, you could, it sounded kind of demonic, you know, because it was just slow and stuff. But that was sort of the first thing that I remembered as a kid where I'm like, huh. You know, that that looking back, that almost it seemed like the pre-computer. Like, do you guys have a similar experience? Like, I don't know, Game Boy or... Hmm. Uh, guys, we did get our second Tinkercat, so... Uh, uh, why? why? <laughs> cheers. Clink. Nimfu, thank you for that. And Kirk, to answer uh-huh. your question, I do, I do remember, like... Um, when we were kids, we had, uh, the regular Nintendo and like oh, the NES. Yeah. The power oh, map. Yeah, with, with the duck hunt. Oh, you had the power map for the track and field game? Yes. We did. Yep. And, uh, that was like the first, like, idea in my head of actually having, like, technology. Hmm. Um, just also, how, how far it's come like the video the video games got so fancy and so realistic it's just they've come a long way from duck hunt <laughs> well and prospectively looking at that technology like nes when we were kids was so far like that's tech that's like the coolest thing you could have and it seemed that way you know it was cutting edge and then you go to eventually the sega, sega genesis and you're like, whoa, look at the graphics on this thing. Like, this yeah, it jumped awesome. up a couple of levels. Yeah. And then if you think about it backwards from what we have now, you kind of look at it and go, holy crap. Like, this is completely different. Yeah, cavemen we were. How primitive. <laughs> like, I mean, it's practically cave drawings uh, now. But, yeah, back in the day, it was the coolest thing. The funny thing oh is, it's, it's still popular, too. Well, retro is always popular, and we, you know, that's well, just kind of. And Nintendo. I still, I still play Super Nintendo because my wife is, uh, she really likes Yoshi's Island and Super Mario Brothers, so we still play any SNES quite a bit. And honestly, like, those games are so much harder than I remember them being. You know, they were always hard. Remember the Batman game? Uh, yeah, Batman Forever was pretty tough. Um, still, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the regular Nintendo is by far the hardest game I've ever played. I was going to say, didn't we have Lion King 2? I remember the, the arcade game was fun, though. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade. You know, like, did you guys do that, too? Like, I yeah. know, like, WF Wrestling was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, but if you play, like, if you sat down and played... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on Super or regular Nintendo right now. Uh-huh. I think I get past like the first level and a half before I can't go any further. It's insane. Well, I remember when I Super Mario Brothers, like I beat it like 
two years after everybody stopped playing it. It took me that long. And it was like, it was almost like Minesweeper. As soon as I beat it, like got the eighth level princess. I'm like, I'm never touching that again. I'm done. <laughs> eh, makes sense. I mean, why reinvent the wheel? I already beat it. Yeah, I already, I already proved the point, you know. I remember my brother, he could get to, in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, he could never get past Super Macho Man. Uh, but somebody gave him the code to beat Ty- play Tyson, and he was able to beat Tyson. I'm like, that makes no sense. <laughs> it happens, you know. But, you know, even going, you know, into that kind of technology, like, we can look back at cell phones, right? You know, everybody remembers the old brick monster cell phones, the first ones that came out, and, you know, you'd pay like $45 a minute just to talk on them. Right, do you remember the ones that were hooked only to the car? Like those? Oh, car phones, yeah. Yeah, car phones, that was a thing. And uh, now, of course, everybody has a cell phone. It's like a little tiny computer in your pocket. And if you don't know the answer to something, you can Google it. Or you have a calculator. And uh, those types of steps that we are taking is the perspective that I'm looking at. It's like, we've come so far in such a short amount of time, and it's going to get impressive. Are you going to the direction of all that technology is making us dumber, too? Because, like... I don't know, something like people can't even do like a 20% tip. They can't move decimal places, then like double it or something. Like they have to, you know, or just um, their people are surrendering their brains to the phone. Just like you said, like, is it, I mean, you can't trick kids with snipe hunts anymore. It's bullshit. <laughs> yes. And we, and that's such a sad realization because snipe hunts, that was like classic. It was fun. I like, yeah. Go, what are you hunting? You're hunting snipe. What is that? There's snipe. Go get them. You'll know it when you see it. And then just, <laughs> just yeah, can you imagine parents would not do that today? Hey, let's go send our children into the, uh, the woods in the dark alone, uh, looking for nothing with weapons. Now, you couldn't get away with that. You get uh, thrown in jail. Oh, you got weapons? I only got a pillowcase. I don't even remember. They gave you a pillow. Was it to catch it or to smother it? What were it, you was, it was to catch it. You catch oh, okay. All right. Well, it was so it wasn't that big. You could take it down with the pillowcase. So you were, it wasn't going to eat you. Okay. Seems fair. John, you're oddly quiet right now. Yeah. Did the snipe the snipe <laughs> got you? No, I just yeah. I think intelligence in general hasn't changed. It's just we're being exposed to more people. If that makes any sense. Not at all. So, well, I'm I'm assuming with, like, Kurt's thing about the tipping. You know, I would imagine that for the longest time, most people, you know, couldn't do the mental math of... 15 or 20%. Well, 20% might be a little bit easier, but I think with social media and all that, it's becoming more prevalent, especially the case, the, the, I see. So you're saying that we just, the idiots always existed. We just didn't know they existed. Yeah. Okay. 
been that, there's always been dumb people for sure so it's you can't blame technology going it's making people dumb no no it's in, people were dumb see, before chicken and the egg chicken and the dumb egg see i feel it's doing well okay there's two sides to this because it is making people smarter because you have a quicker potentially more reliable um avenue to information like I couldn't do half the stuff I do now if I didn't have, you know, the technology to watch 20 videos of 20 different people doing the same thing. Try and figure out what the hell my isn't doing what everyone else's is. Well, so when you when used properly, it can be a tool, but I somehow I would use majority of people are I don't know. Well, and, watching dog videos and 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 saying mean things, like that's what it seems like the, the most. Well, and it, again, it's a lot of times I I feel like it's the people that are doing the dumb shit that are getting amplified because doubt. people want to make fun of them. Sometimes, sometimes they you know agree and it goes out of control, but like. Just in the average, in an average setting, if I wanted to figure out how to change a light bulb, you know, 30, 40 years ago, you would have to, you know, know someone that could, that knew how to change a light bulb. Now I could just look it up in my phone in 10 seconds. I agree. Like the invention of YouTube for the amount of information that we can get, like, Okay, I want to replace, uh, let's say, we'll replace the motor in Kirk's air conditioning air unit. Yeah. Well, I have no idea how to do that, but I bet you YouTube does. And there's a good chance I would find someone who would show me step-by-step -step how to do that. Now, do I want to undertake that? Absolutely not. But if I if I had the balls to do it, then yeah, I could just follow the video. I might be able to fix it all on my own. And, and that's kind of the point. I'm. Yes, a lot of people use technology to do nothing consequential. They just you know watch videos of dogs. But the source of, or the information's there, and even if people are only looking up things like every once in a while. They're still learning about things, even if it's dumb shit. Well, my only problem with that is the amount of information is it's nothing is, uh, you know, fact checked in that perspective. So that's my only quandary with it is that people are getting information, but are you getting the correct information? And that's the only, you know, that's the one thing that I worry about. Well, uh, but the same could be said about any source of information, especially back in the day. It's uh, what I was trying to go with, and I used light bulb as a stupid example, but, you know, back before the m internet, what was the greatest source of information that one person could hold? Huh? Encyclopedias. Uh, yeah. But even those aren't necessarily 100% factual. They purport to be, sure. But as it, they might have got out of date from the last printing or something well, like that. But they, I mean, they're 
a lot more accurate than you know the internet and twitter i'd say yes but at, you're also limited to the biases of the company that makes it right it, but it, mean, was, it wasn't like it was fox news and they were idiots like it wasn't you know what i mean like, there might have been a little slant but you were getting information as yeah. opposed to what I see now where it's just nonsense getting spewed because I heard it from that idiots, blogs, podcasts, Rush Limbaugh bullshit. And I agree, but the advent of the internet also brings another important thing is, you know, if you were only looking at encyclopedias, you were only getting the, you know, in theory, the one view of how to of information now you can a reasonable person can do you know or look at multiple different sources to see you know to form a better opinion now like you said it's not all going to be accurate or factual or anything like that I think the problem is you use the word reasonable and most people you know you could say like if you typed on the internet uh and you were an influencer and you said uh apples will kill you if you eat them there's going to be a number of people who are going to stop eating apples because they think they're going to kill them oh i agree <laughs> But that's also not, say, apples. I mean, yeah, okay. I was going to argue a point, but I'm not going to argue it. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it, it is true, though. If you do eat apples in a, too much of a quantity, anything in too much of a quantity will kill you. Yes, but you also know that's <laughs> not what I was talking about. I know. That's why I decided <laughs> to not make that argument. But no, it's just like, uh, like thinking about, we had this, we talked about flying cars uh, a couple episodes back and they had the successful flying car flight and you were on the, on the uh, team of if we, there were flying cars that majority of people would not be using flying cars because they wouldn't be able to fly them. Well, yeah, because that's, that's. That's not a flying car. That's a car or a plane that can drive on the ground. Did it be controlled by like GPS or something? Basically almost like radar. They'd be almost like a drone, but they'd just be delivering themselves essentially. Well, that's if we ever get flying cars, that's what they're going to be. Yeah, they wouldn't let us idiots just, yeah, there's no lines. There's no thing. I, it would go poorly. Any flying car will have to be completely autonomous. And I, I'm on the on the spectrum of, like, with uh, self-driving cars. I have multiple thoughts on self-driving cars. One of them is I think it would be great because a lot of the people who drive like idiots would be forced to not drive like idiots. Would I want to give up my freedom of driving? No. But if everybody had to do it, I feel like traffic wouldn't be a problem anymore. Well, and there's there's actual scientific studies out there that prove that because if every car was autonomous you don't need stop signs you don't need street lights because the cars can talk 
and get through intersections without hitting each other. You won't need uh, police officers patrolling traffic either because it's on a computer system so they could focus on other stuff. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of, obviously there's a ton of benefits. There's a ton of downsides. That's with any new technology or any technology in general. I heard the Duke boys are against it because they, <laughs> they, they still want to jump over things. Well, but that's kind of my point, though, is like, yes, um, technology, self-driving cars, flying cars, you know, we got stuck on cars, kind of like we got stuck on TVs. And there's so much technology out there that it's kind of hard to paint a broad picture. But, you know, everything's got its ups and downs. And I'm sure you could even link back to the Super Nin- or Super Nin- the regular Nintendo ups and downs. But everything keeps moving us forward. That's kind of the cool part, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, one could argue that there is a definite lack of progress when talking about stuff like this. Like, autonomous cars are still potentially, you know, 5 to 20 years off. Because there's the, the regulations and the the people that don't want to give up, you know, their right to drive are going to be heavily against it. And they're going to fight for that. Well, there's going to be lobbies for that. And then money is a big thing. You can't mandate self-driving cars to people who can't afford self-driving cars. So, oh no, I mean, and there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into that. But it's still uh, that, would, that would that would be a crazy scenario where it's a hybrid of like autonomous cars and self-driving cars together. Because that totally won't doesn't seem like that would work. Just the would... reliability of one and the. Uh, randomness of the other, it seems like there'd be more accidents. That's what Teslas are. I mean, in a, they're not full self-driving, but they potentially have that capability. Well, went, went self-driving cars almost, uh, it seems like they would be programmed to deal with other self-driving cars. Or did they, I mean, it doesn't seem like you'd have technology to factor in the randomness of a human driver. Well, you wouldn't necessarily need it, no. But see, yes, you would have you would have trouble trying to, you know, predict the guy jumping over a lane at the last second because he's got to exit the highway. I mean, there's too many variables for a computer to understand. But theoretically, a, a self-driving car would technically, for that to happen, it would be able to somewhat mitigate that type of you know scenario well yeah and like i don't see full adaptation of self-driving cars in the next 40 50 years if that we've got a helicopter on mars though that's pretty cool that we do yes and uh from my perspective, uh, we're doing a podcast from space, so. <laughs> this is also true. Things are, things are moving right along. 
After a couple of the, after that last drinking game, he thinks he's in space now. Like, don't tell him. <laughs> it's it's only been two. Uh oh. But yeah. It's... I mean, I just I see there's a lot of slowdown. Like let's let's go to a topic that uh, we haven't even discussed before. What about body augmentation? Like. You know, we're almost to the point, well, we are to the point where someone who has lost an arm can get a almost fully robotic replacement. Sure. And then, you know, the prosthetics have become insane with the amount, especially with the 3D printing technology that they've come up with. So you guys do like mountain climbers continue to mountain climb with a, with a leg that's made from a robot and our you know the the ankle pivots and stuff and they can yeah it's, it's ridiculous the tech the the progress in that so let me pose this how long until you think because there's already people out there that want their limbs replaced how long do really? you think it they was... want to so someone they're gonna they're gonna cut off their arm to get another arm so they can be a better pitcher like well, what is that like is there it's just people who are older and they they're tired of hurting or is it like are these athletes who are trying to like that's the okay we can't do steroids anymore and we can't use the sticky stuff but i'm going to use a robot arm is that where we're going well i mean kind of like chris is a perfect example because we both share a shitty disease of gout like when i had my flare-ups there were times where i was like i would be completely fine with just cutting my leg off and using a prosthetic hmm. well and that's i'm sure what's your thoughts on that chris i think that <clears throat> i mean obviously i'm not like oh yeah let's cut it off but it's like if the technology was there that i could replace it i absolutely would have you could part yourself out. I understand. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from, especially in a scenario like that, because gout hurts so much when you have an attack that you know that's an emotional response of like, "Yep, yeah, just cut it off. I'll be better off." Because yes, it does. It's so painful. It's it's hard to think about anything other than like metal leg. Sure, I'll take a metal leg. This won't happen again. But I mean, there's there's whole. I don't want to misprint or like not genre. Well, there is genres around this. It's like uh, cyberpunk. The the game that came out last year is a good example where, you know, the, the characters in the game have body augmentations where they replace their arm with, you know, a robotic one. Well, I don't they're 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 kind of slowly doing that with the CRISPR stuff too. Now, granted, that's not technological uh, augmentation, but it is like gene augmentation to try and get rid of all the crazy genes that cause diseases and such. Yeah, get a robotic third toe. I think it was the one that went to market. That's what I want. <laughs> but I mean, even with CRISPR. How long until it stops being about getting rid of genetic abnormalities and shifts to genetic manipulation? Right. Everybody will be DNA splicing. Isn't that the yeah, same every... kind of argument? Oh, Everybody that's what to. that's what CRISPR is. Everybody will be eight feet tall and yeah. 
Right. Nobody will have a, a freckles or a weird disease or asthma or anything. They'll yep. be perfect specimens. Well, and that's that's where a lot. I mean, obviously, there's regulations set up to you know stop that. But if I remember correctly, and this was this was year year two years ago, China was trying to do something very similar with their. I don't know if it was CRISPR or if it was their own rendition of it, but there were reports that they were doing the exact same thing and trying to create like superhuman, you know, the the perfect human type. And theoretically, the you know, you think about it like uh, ancient Greece, they used to try and do, uh, you know, that was their whole thing was like perfect specimen armies. You know, so it's it's kind of been around a long time, but just not in the same technological light. Well, no, and that's absolutely true. It's just, I, I mean, my whole point with this was, with how fast technology's going, I don't know what my point was. <laughs> <laughs> Let me jump in, because you, while you, well, you think of your point, you guys are both parents. Is there something? Is there like sort of a trait that you guys have that you're like, oh God, I hope that I don't, my kid doesn't get that. So if you had the possibility, would you, okay, they can have my, I don't know, my yes, hairline, sure. my thing, but not, not the odor. That's what I'm assuming. Well, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, because. Gout, gout would be one. Please gout don't. Gout would be gout. one. Gout, no gout. I mean, we have. I'm assuming you also have the whole reflux issue. Nah, mine's no, but I have allergies. Like I'm allergic to everything. So yeah, it's you know, true. There, there's always things, Kirk, that you could be like, "Oh, I hope I don't give my kid that." What kind of like personality or like you know, but the medical things where you guys went to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I hope she doesn't get, I don't know, my sense of humor. It'll really set her well, back. And, you know, the kicker to that is I don't think there would be anything to do with personality that you could – I mean, I'm sure there is. You guys are still raising them, so it seems like it would rub off. It would seem – that would seem well, silly. To and that's to just that. it. It's – yeah, my kids have absolutely the same sense of humor that me and my wife do. Because where else are they going to learn? That's where they learn it. Yeah. Well, that and YouTube. YouTube has probably fairness, done more parenting than I have. In fairness, Delilah is smart. I don't know where that came from. Uh, yeah, I th baby swap, uh, mix up, mix up at the the baby nursery. I'm guessing. Must have been. <laughs> or she she stole she stole all of your brain cells. Somehow she did that. <laughs> so all of the loose ones, she just they it just it was like Magneto just pulling. Magnets, I'm assuming. That's what Magneto pulls, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. If he doesn't, he's a stupid name. I'll say that right now. <laughs> well, wow. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, it's funny. We, we've we gone from uh, talking about, uh, you know, TVs to Nintendos to cars to changing body parts to personality traits. Look at all the different things that, that we can talk about through technology and look at where those weren't. 
40 years ago. Well, I mean, there, the conversation's been the same, you know, body augmentation. Sure. That's been talked about personality been talked about. It's just like I, I kind of brought up at the beginning. It's the, the amplification that we're seeing. Like 20 years ago, or now 20 years ago, it's almost fucking hell. It's almost too early or not lit far enough back, but let's go 40 years ago in the 1980s. Like the only people you, you know, were really influenced by was the people in your community. So you really didn't get a, huh? There's still TV, and well, I, I would music the, the type of music you're listening to through either through the radio or stuff. I think there were other, and with you know people you went to school with in your community. I, I would but, say that, but not. It, it's definitely not as broad. Technology is invaded almost every aspect of our lives compared to it was much smaller focused. You weren't bombarded with it at all times back but, in the eighties. Well, and even then, if you even if you took it TV and said, "Oh, well, there was TV," it was still a small set of people because you know the tv shows were all tailored most of them were comedies even the the serious dramas were comedic like i'm gonna say mash but mash was 70s wasn't it i mean that's cheers cheers was a show like every in the 80s people were they you could water cooler people there was only three big networks and there was only 30 channels and cable was kind of new and weird. So people were kind of watching mainly the same stuff. Well, and that's just it. But it's still that small set of people. You weren't like I wouldn't have been able to find, you know, look at a post on Reddit and see thoughts and opinions from people from all over the world. Somebody angry in Connecticut is not going to reach you unless you're maybe ham radio. But other than that, you're safe. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing with all of this is we're still kind of in this new era. You know, social media has only been around for about 20 years. And that's kind of the amazing, like I said, the amazing part is when you think about 20 years of social media, that's like, you know, that's insane. I mean, you can... think the, I, think the, I think the creepiest part about that is there's like a whole generation of like younger kids who don't know life without it. That's the part that spooks me. Yeah. But I don't like that. I like having people. It's like, you know what I mean? Like being like, yes, I'm aware of the Internet. I, it's a tool, but it's not my life. I remember a time before that. And I think some people are it, that's going away. And that, it's, I don't I don't know if that's a good thing. Well, and. Unfortunately, there's nothing to do with that. Or, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. No, there's they don't know any different. So, yeah, there it's yeah, there's no changing it. I'm just, I think it'll be a weird watching that generation kind of grow up. Well, and there'll be some weird quirks. And that's just uh, it. You know, we've got, it's all not 10 years. What is it? Like seven years between us. Um, And we kind of were all in that, that I don't want to say like pinnacle part of time, 
where and everything you can see was both sides. Yeah. Well, like yeah. We're on the valley. I think that's what it was. That we're going for. Like yeah. Just the va- like we were. We remember a time before, but we're not old enough where we're baffled by the technology. So yeah, it's we like grew the... up with it. Right. Not 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 as much as you know, like my kids who are saturated with it. Yeah. And it's and that's the thing is it's still new. Like I, I, one of the trivia things I was looking at was like, when did social media um, start? I think MySpace was two thousand and four, and I mean that's only what seventeen years ago, and we've just had. It feels like it's been fifty years. Yeah, who remembers MySpace? Yeah, seriously. But that's just. Was it Tom? But Tom was the was yeah. It Tom was everybody's everybody's yeah. friend, my one and only friend. <laughs> I like I you know I had a fr- he goes the first thing I did was delete that bastard. I was like well he's like I don't I don't need him I don't need <laughs> he was just so anti everything was I thought that was funny first move ditch Tom. But well John I think we hit hit the top of the hour we had a little. Uh, 2000s going retro 2000s trivia game we kind of lined up where we're each going to get three trivia questions and if you don't get the answer right you got to take a drink and so i figured now would be as good a time as any to jump in there and uh get that going so john i'm going to give you the first one are you ready sure uh who was the only the fourth baseball player to oh. reach 600 home runs in August of 2002. Sports, just to mess with you, because he I, knows you don't know. Oh, that's outside. What was the year again? 2002. Was it Bonds? 2002. It was Barry Bonds. Nice. My, my first guess, in fairness, my first guess was going to go directly to the Blake Street Bombers. But I don't remember any other names outside of. I, I was going to pronounce it completely wrong. Galarraga. Yeah. Oh, you assumed it was Colorado because he's asking the. No, <laughs> I, I just that's my scope of baseball was, you know the the mid nineties Rockies. Okay, that's exciting teams. Ben, Ben, hey, uh, go ahead with uh, one for us, John. Oh, sounded like he was talking to someone else. Um, now, do you how about? Well, I guess I'll I'll pose the question to either of you since I, I ended up on some harder ones. What is cynophobia? Cynophobia, fear of sharks. Well, that's not right, but it's a no fear of five dollar bills. They call them <laughs> fins. Fear of dogs. Oh, interesting. It's so close to phytophobia. That's bullshit. I don't <laughs> like that. It's, you're you're so close. You get I don't know. It seems like trickery. Oh, here's one, John. Just this is some nice 2000s nostalgia for you. Ready? 
on Friends, which one of these people got an interesting tan? Chandler, Rachel, Ross, or Monica? I don't know. <laughs> uh... Speaking of Friends, how much did you guys not I'd have watch to... the reunion? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it was an okay show at the time, but th there was a reason for that. Um, I'd probably have to say Chandler. <laughs> it was Ross. Yeah. Correct answer was Ross. Ooh. Circle doesn't get the square. Ah. Oh, I thought we're not playing Hollywood squares. <laughs> I, I always get that confused. Here you go. Which one you got? What's your next one, John? Which country consumes the most chocolate per capita? Hmm. You know, because of that Simpsons episode where the Germans took over the plant and they called it the land of chocolates, I'm going to say Germany. That would be wrong. Damn it. Uh, somehow I totally didn't even hear the question. What country consumes the most chocolate per capita? I'm going to go with Switzerland. And that is correct. Hey. Swiss Miss. That was my second guess. <laughs> All right. One more for you, John. In what state were the 2002 Winter Olympic Games held? Uh, Utah. That is correct. See, uh, we vaguely we vaguely remember the 2000s. I guessed because as soon as I said Utah, I was like, no, that was that was sooner. But apparently not. Um, what was the first soft drink in space? Hang. Soft drink. Soda. Oh. Seven up. Because of the name. Come on. <laughs> They're up in space. Seven up. It's, it's a marketing dream. They didn't do that. I would have to say it's got to be Coca-Cola. Yep. Idiots. They blew an opportunity. <laughs> All right. I like this game. I was doing pretty good, but unfortunately, I wasn't getting to drink anything. Um, with that, uh, John, let's go over to Kirk's Corner and see what he's got going on this week. Let me not screw this up. And unfortunately, nothing new this week. I spent all my time doing that new intro. Yeah, that thing was badass. You're good. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. Yeah, so I, you know what? I just want to talk about jobs. I just want to, uh, you know what? I've had, I've had seasonal jobs. I've had temp jobs. I've had tip jobs. I've had part-time jobs. I've had full-time jobs. I've had warehouse jobs, office jobs, manual labor jobs, call center jobs. But no, right now, I want to talk about summer jobs. Do you guys remember summer jobs? Sort of in between the school season. I, I had a couple between college. Did you guys do that? No. I just worked. I had, no, I had one, school. and it, I'm still there. So. <laughs> oh, wow. You still, all right. Well, I went a different way. I had a couple. Um, first of all, I, I worked for one of the – it was at a call center. Uh, and it was for U-Haul and I had a guy call up U-Haul and he goes, he goes, he goes, do you guys have moving men? And I had to go, we're called U-Haul. 
it's not we haul, sir. It's you haul it. Where did I lose you? And uh, actually, I booked the guy a truck, and he goes, my last name, I'll just spell it. It's uh, W-I-N-G-O. So I go, so Wingo is your name-o? And uh, yes, glad you guys laughed. Mr. Wingo did not. He did not like my joko, and <laughs> I did not have that job-o much longer. Um, one of the ones, actually, I worked for uh, Best Western. Uh, it was at reservations, taking reserv call center. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but like in uh, cities, like hotels would come in to put, uh, they would give like food and like presentations about their property because they're thinking if somebody calls in and goes, hey, I need a Best Western in San Francisco, you're supposed to go, hey, that Best Western gave me sourdough bread. So you put them in there. I'm not sure if you guys knew that. But it was just hilarious because like I would see people on like rascal scooters, like who were too heavy to move, racing to the free food giveaways. It was just kind of, it was kind of funny to me anyway. But I remember one time we had to do a pollution survey. I'm sure you guys have done this where they go, you know, how far do you live away from work? How do you get to work? Blah, blah, blah. And the last question was, he goes, uh, tell us, Mark, what you'd, you'd want more uh, in, information on. What do you want to have classes about? And they had, carpooling, taking the bus, and then the last one was walking. So I checked walking because, you know, it'd been about 20 years since I picked up the skill. I wanted <laughs> to know what new advancements we've made, you know? Is it is it heel-toe, heel-toe? Ah, oh, that was moonwalking. Damn it, I was going backwards. That's why I wasn't making it to work on time. <laughs> Thank God for that walking thing. Actually, on the at the Best Western Hotel, like there was actually, uh, I had a whiteboard and somebody left a marker, which that's just an invitation for a joke. So. I, on the whiteboard in, in the call center, I wrote, new opening, uh, Ramada sucks, how can I help you? And uh, that stayed up there for a while. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and I remember what it, I, when I worked in there, they, had, it, they would uh, give you bonuses if the amount, the percentage you sold. So it took me about like two days to figure out the less calls I took, the less sales I had to make. So I would just blatantly talk to people just to lower my percentage and to in there like get bonuses and uh on the on the phone they had a clock and i wanted to see what would happen when you got it past 99 minutes and 59 seconds can you imagine somebody calls for a hotel i talk to them for an hour 40. you know what happens you guys are so bored you're not even uh, no i'm listening <laughs> well fucking answer then what <laughs> what happens kirk it resets to zero because they never that's what i did that twice um but I, you know what it was a challenge i wanted to see what worked with it uh, and i so I, I figured it out and the second time i did it they they fired me the the funniest part was i they they fired me because they do you know how many calls you could have taken in that amount of time and how many sales you cost the company and i was going back to my sophomore year of high uh, college and i had seven days left to work so i didn't care and the lady was i think she was getting madder that I was not getting upset about getting <laughs> fired. And she's like, you blew an opportunity. And I would see the guys who had been there for 20 years with the Dale Earnhardt bucket of cola saying the same thing robotically. And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay if I'm not that guy. So I'm not knocking <laughs> that guy, but we're on different paths. But the funny part was like they fired me and I worked with my buddy, John, and we would have lunch every day. And they fired me right before lunch. And I was like, well, can I still have lunch with John? And they're like, they were like thinking about like walking me out. Like I was going to flip out and like shoot up the, I'm like, I'm fine. That I think that was the oddest part where like, 
you know, like, no, I'm, I'm leaving. And okay. I just want to eat lunch with my buddy, John one more time. And then I'll, I'll leave it. I'm not going to be a problem. I swear. Like, <laughs> no, no, I'll leave. Can I, can I stay for lunch though? That'd be cool. Right, I'm not on the clock anymore. Right. Then what do you care? I'm just, <laughs> I, have, I have a sandwich in a refrigerator that I want to eat. Are we, are we good? There's no violence. I promise. Um, are the I just, the one thing about that job I remember it was the first time like with holiday pay, and I remember I would work a shift. It was until like 10 p.m., and then the next day was Fourth of July, so I just you get you know time and a half for holiday pay. So I just I just signed up. I go just give me whatever hours you did, and then they scheduled me for 4 a.m. the next day. So I worked from 10:30 like drove slept, and I was so out of it. I picked up the phone when the alarm went off, like the alarm's going, bam, bam. I'm like, hello. Yes. Hello. And I'm like, I'm not sure if you've ever been like punch drunk at work where you're just exhausted for the first two hours. I didn't even know I was there. You know what I mean? Like I was still asleep. And then like the next two hours, I was just like on autopilot. So somehow I was functioning, but I didn't know what I was doing. And then for two hours I was upset and then I was exhausted and then I fell asleep. If you guys, you know, what I'm talking about that doing the turnaround is oh horrible. It was probably yep. like your best sales day ever, too. <laughs> I was just probably in the zone. Yeah, just no idea what I was saying. But because there was a button, like if people complained, you could like hit a button to try to lower it by a little bit. And sometimes people would go, oh, I'm booking it right now. And then I would hit the button anyway. And they're like, oh, how'd you do that? I'm like, ah, I just, you know, you want to be nice. All right, go. I can get it down to seven or this much money. And they're like, how do when I call back, what do I have to say? And I just go, it's just yodel. And I just, I just love the concept of somebody at the call center. They're taking a call and they're like, "Oh, that's going to be one hundred and seventy-eight dollars." Oh, is it? Yodla, yodla. What did that do for you? Uh, nothing. You just yodled at me. Damn it! That guy screwed me over again. All the impacts you've made on people's lives, Kirk. <laughs> that's right. I wouldn't say I left the world a better place, but just a more confused, frustrated place. I think that's what I really accomplished. All right. Well, uh, that was Kirk's Corner. And uh, well done, Kirk. I like hearing about your past jobs because they're always, uh, they're very interesting stories, to yes, say the um, least. Oh, I thank you. Well, and uh, there's always going to be more. I, I'll have to, <laughs> uh, you know what? Stay tuned for more exciting odd jobs i bet i bet whatever crafty job you've had i've worked there too <laughs> <laughs> the micro of crappy jobs i'm a renaissance man of shit that's what i call myself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well be a plumber then get back to me all right okay. you know what i haven't done that one yet so maybe <laughs> well guys i think uh I think we're going to go ahead and wrap. I know we usually do our off topic of after that, but unfortunately I have a crying baby. I have to get to, and uh, well, it was the 21st episode of the fused relativity podcast. And most people on their 21st birthday don't last an hour and a half. So <laughs> I think it just fits in form if I'm being honest. And as, as a, if on your 21st birthday, never drink a crying baby. That's a bad drink. <laughs> that's, that's it. Don't ever order a, uh, do three wise men over a crying baby any day. Ooh, don't drink that either. That's a bad <laughs> one. So 
uh with that that's the episode we look forward to seeing everybody next week john again wonderful job i'm really impressed with the intro i'm gonna go back and watch it again after the after this podcast closes out because yeah that was yeah it was awesome cool, cool graphics man thank you and uh so for chris john and kirk we will see you guys next week